Hi guys, and welcome to episode 13 on the Blue Sky Lounge. I am your host, Tyler Ianko. Now today's topic is The Mandalorian. It is the way. Shannon will be joining us again to talk about The Mandalorian, how we would like to see Mando incorporated into the Disney parks. Now please welcome Shannon back to the show. Well, today we have Shannon with us here in the Blue Sky Lounge. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Excellent, very well, thank you. Uh, we are here to discuss The Mandalorian. As you can see, you have the child sitting there right in front of us. Um, yeah, let's just dive right into it. The Mandalorian um, is part of the Star Wars universe, obviously. What is it about the Star Wars universe that kind of got you hooked on it? Um, I guess for me, it was like the escapism of what the Skywalker saga brought. Um, watching those movies, you were really transformed into another world, another place. Um, the character development, I thought, was so great. So you really could get attached to each of those characters. And over and above the movies themselves, I really found um, that the fandom itself were such a community. And if you love Star Wars, you love it, right? Like you are a true fan and there are so many people out there that you can just go into these deep conversations with about how they feel about the movie and how it's impacted their lives. Um, and also just the, the way that it spanned um, such a large amount of time that not only could I have that connection with my dad watching those movies, but now my kids have that with me watching the newer ones. So it's, I just think a, a wonderful movie and storyline and everything, so. Awesome, very cool. Yeah, I love how multi-generational it is that you, like you said, you can literally watch it with anybody aged, you know, two to a 102 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's always a lot of fun to be able to have that commonality with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so the Mandalorian uh, takes place just a few years after uh, the fall of the Empire from Return of the Jedi. Um, as we know, um, the Empire's fallen, but there are still little pockets little pockets of the Empire still around the galaxy, um, and we have our main character Mando, the Mandalorian. Um, who's a bounty hunter. Um, other famous Mandalorians include, you know, Boba Fett and Jango Fett. Um, but what is it about Mando that kind of sets him apart from the rest of the Mandalorians, do you think? I think part of it is his um, conviction towards the Mandalore culture. Um, so for anyone that... that has no backstory about the Mandalorians. They they are very strict with their culture and their armor is a big part of who they are and how they achieve those pieces of their armor are really um, about kind of their skill set and what they've been able to accomplish as Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. um, but to I guess his fault, he's more of a compassion a compassionate Mandalorian when you kind of compare him to Boba Fett and Jango Fett, who were more on the bounty hunter side of things. Um, and really were, I think, when you look back at the movies, were motivated by money. Mm -hmm. You see a different side of this Mandalorian because he ends up kind of taking the child under his wing and, and having some compassion for him and wanting to protect him. It, and you see that more human side of, of who he is. And that's why I think I'm really enjoying 
the story and the evolution of getting to know him and his backstory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know you and I have talked before about the Mandalorian, how, how they've categorized it as a space Western. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen the latest episode. We're filming this on Saturday, the 28th. So the latest episode came out bad. Yeah. Um, there are definitely shots. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there are definitely shots in there that make it seem like, yes, this is definitely a space Western. Like there are those kind of like infamous, like Western. Like the cheesy Clint Eastwood-ish. Exactly. Clint Eastwood, John Wayne. You just see that and it's like, yep, that's definitely in a Western movie. (laughs) (laughs) And we've talked about before um, how, if this were to have been filmed, you know, 40, 50 years ago, back when Spaghetti Westerns were being filmed with Clint Eastwood, we could easily see Clint Eastwood being the Mandalorian, not... Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah. But I think that um, the actor who is playing him now is doing a phenomenal job with it. He um, is able to come across as that cold, um, disconnected almost um, person not really caring about anything in the world yeah like a totally selfish guy at the beginning right just like just just like like how you said earlier how boba fett and jango fett were propelled by money yeah um i you you can easily see how any mandalorian would be like that but it's when he starts to learn about the child and everything like that that you see that softer side come out and it's it's a lot of fun to see how like you said how his character is growing becoming almost a father figure to the to the child so yeah or like a a fun uncle yeah fun uncle yeah exactly um because there are definitely times when he just hands the child off to (laughs) some person that he's met earlier in the episode it's like here watch my kid and then he goes off and does a mission yeah just not not typically what a parent would do no no Maybe a fun uncle, but not a parent. <laughs> All right. We, the reason why we're doing The Mandalorian is um, much like uh, last week's episode when we talked about Hamilton, it is another big force that's coming across on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when Disney+, Plus started out a year ago, there were so n- many subscriptions that came out in the beginning just because everybody wanted to see what The Mandalorian was about and, and watch the first season. Um, yeah. And I know that... Um, those that are huge Star Wars fans have been waiting earnestly to watch this new season and have been loving it so far. Um, What I want to know is if you could incorporate the Mandalorian into the parks because you're such a loving person of Star Wars, how Mm -hmm. would you incorporate the Mandalorian into the parks? I mean, I definitely have my ideas, but they're because we have not experienced Galaxy's Edge yet, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to fathom kind of what they have done developing Batu as a, as a place to visit and where maybe the Mandalorian would fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of judging off of what I have seen online or, or read about, I think there's definitely a couple of options. I mean, without a doubt, um, the Razor Crest and, and Mando could easily fit into Star Tours. That could oh. absolutely be a and scene that, that you yeah. can can go through because Boba Fett was in that. So I think that's a given, and I th- I think we'll see that soon. Yeah. Um, and like you and I have discussed, with Batu being more of um, something that you 
integrate yourself into. It's an experience when you're walking through there. The cast members are not cast members. They are um, people that actually live there. They, they all have a backstory. They're all acting it out the whole time. I think it's a perfect setup to have bounty hunters and Mandalorians roaming through Batuu mm -hmm. and acting out their own dialogue and storyline. So it would yeah. be great to see Din Darjan walking around the park and integrating with with people and and I think that's a really good opportunity for them to I mean obviously with social distancing the character meetups have had to really shift and change but I think it's something that they could probably do that's where's a mask so right exactly um I think that would be so much fun because right now when you go to Batu, you can align yourself with either uh the resistance or the first order mm -hmm. um and you know like i myself don't personally find myself siding with the first order or the sith then i would definitely go more towards the light and the force and, and the resistance um but if there was a bounty hunter faction that you could side with i think that would oh, yeah. be really fun <laughs> you could go there and, and join the guild and, and take the oath of the mando and that would be awesome yeah you could like like how there's like um replica lightsabers you could get like replica mandalorian oh. masks that would yes. be cool all different kinds so you could get like actual like dinner. i want the rocket pack to be honest yes. that'd be awesome yeah, you thought the lightsaber <laughs> was expensive man imagine having to build your mandalorian armor oh my goodness that would be so cool that would be a, such a fun experience the parks are just like yes right yes. <laughs> build your own mandalorian armor i love that that's, Imagine getting to walk around the park with like your like chest plate and your like rocket pack and your face shield, like be that'd perfect. That'd be so cool. <laughs> you'd have Call me Disney, I've got lots of ideas. Yeah, you'd have Halloween set out perfect for every year from exactly. then on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. We know that um the child in the Mandalorian is a big eater. He's a foodie. Um he likes to eat a lot of things anything anything really yeah frogs eggs yeah um if you could make a restaurant for the mandalorian what kind of restaurant would you do Ooh. well you'd have to create all of the various things that the child has consumed thus far in the two right? seasons yeah um so i mean i think that would be cool to be able to sit down and order a a species of frog egg to enjoy yes. with your blue milk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be really cool. Like an appetizer restaurant. <laughs> Just sit down and... Tapas style. Tapas <laughs> style, yeah. Eat like um, the child. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely see it. It could definitely be more of a quick service, I think. If you could, oh, yeah. well, if you could turn in Disney World, right by Star Tours, there's a Backlot Express restaurant. Mm -hmm. If you could turn that restaurant into a Star Wars themed restaurant based off of the Mandalorian, that would be cool. Or just like all of the foods within the Star Wars franchise. Because really, they don't take a lot of time to eat, which is making me wonder why the focus on the fact that the child eats as much as he does has some sort of significance later on. Maybe. Because really, when you think about this, the skywalker saga there's only really two or three instances where they actually have food yeah 
there was like the blue, the blue milk obviously yeah. became quite famous. Yeah. And then besides that, Luke eating his like tray of food the first time he meets Yoda is really the only times I can think about the fact that they acknowledge eating. I know in The Force Awakens when Rey is in her little fort thing, she like- Oh, that food. Like the, the bread where that she- expands? Like yeah. Yes. The chemical reaction bread. Yeah. So like th those could be some really cool quick service items yeah. that you could have. I think yeah. that would, the quick rising bread thing, that would be really fun. Like Maybe, be able to take yeah. it back to your table and like sprinkle water on it and have it. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. If you could make a meet and greet for any secondary character from the Mandalorian, who would you make it for? Oh man, you're like, you're making this hard. I think Moff Gideon. Ooh, okay. Just because I'm so interested in his backstory. I yep. want to know what the correlation is between his costuming and Darth Vader's and mm -hmm. whether they're on the same track. Yeah. And just to try and figure out why he's so persistent, persistent in making sure that the Empire doesn't completely fall. Like, mm -hmm. what is he holding onto? What does he know that we don't? Yeah. I mean, we obviously know where it picks up later with with Ray and, and what it has evolved into, but what is his part in it going from the Empire to the First Order? Yeah. And where does he fit there? So I think he'd be yeah. he'd be someone that I'd like to see. That would be really cool. I definitely have more Star Wars ideas for sure. Not necessarily <laughs> Mandalorian themed, um, but I'm saving those for another show. Oh. So I'm hoping that you'll come back on and we can mm -hmm. talk about it. Star Wars is my favorite thing to talk about. So. There you go. It is the way. It is the way. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. And I really appreciate it. And I look forward to us talking more Star Wars. That sounds great. Thanks, Ty. All right. May the force be with you. And also with you. All right. Thanks again, Shannon, for coming on to the show. Now it's time to hear from you. Greg had a great idea of making an attraction similar to that of Star Tours but have the passengers board the Razorcrest instead of the Star Speeder 1000. So the premise is that you, the passengers, are Mando's latest bounty, but Moff Gideon is still searching for the child and finds the Mandalorian and the child in the Razorcrest and engages in a dogfight with them while you, the bounty, are still on board. After a crazy fight sequence and defeating Moff Gideon, Mando feels sorry for putting you in that danger and agrees to let you go free. Now I absolutely love this idea. I'm a huge Star Tours fan to begin with. I was working in Disney World when the Star Tours 2.0 essentially came out uh, and was released to the Disney fans. Um, I think how cool would it be to enter a simulator from the back ramp of the Razor Crest and see Mando's bounties on either side of you put in carbonite. I think that'd be so fun to see. And not only that, but you can have other characters show up in the sequence of the ride, like Grief Karga or Cara Dune. Um, I think that it could be all very similar to that of Star Tours, in that there could be a flight sequence and then a character coming on talking about a story, and then a flight sequence and then another character coming on talking about the story. You could even have Ahsoka Tana come on and talk to you. I think that this would be such a fun ride to go on. Stacy thought of having 
an experience similar to that of Savvy's workshop in Galaxy's Edge, where the armorer teaches you about Mandalorian armor and Beskar, and you get to then design your own Mandalorian mask or some type of armor, she thought. Now, Stacy apparently had the same idea as Shannon and I, as you know. The fact that there isn't a bounty hunter faction already in Galaxy's Edge that you can that you can align with instead of the Resistance or the First Order, I think is a huge thing that Disney needs to get on top of. And it baffles me why there isn't one. But when that happens, I totally think that they should have an experience very similar to what Stacy and Shannon and myself were talking about. How much fun would it be to be able to create your own armor? You can make your own mask, you can design your own insignia to go on the armor, or better yet, what if you could design your own jetpack? Now go with me on this. If you could design your own jetpack, there's lots and odds, bits and bods and odds and sods all on the jetpack that you could customize it with different, different um, materials and um, finishes. You could design it with different colors. But the great thing about this would be that it could be a practical bag. So yes, when you put it on, it looks like a Mandalorian jetpack but it does have a zipper on it that you can put other things that you've gotten throughout your trip in Galaxy's Edge or Disney World or Disneyland and put them inside the bag so that you don't have to carry around the bags every day or all day. You could just put it in your backpack. I think that is such a brilliant idea. Disney, you need to get on this. This is a great idea. I'm handing it to you on a platter. Bounty Hunter backpacks. Here you go. Many people also thought that there should be bounty hunters walking around the area just like how Rey or Kylo Ren do right now. I think that is a great idea as well. You could have even different species of bounty hunters. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, bounty hunters who are Mandalorian. You could have, if, if they could perfect this, this would be amazing. If you, if you could see audio animatronic characters walking around, walking around Galaxy's Edge, as an IG unit, that would be cool. Just saying. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. All of these ideas were out of this world. You guys went above and beyond this week. I love it. Now join us next week for our Disney Resorts episode focusing on Marvel-themed resorts. Now just like Thanos would say, it is inevitable. If you do have any ideas for today's or a future episode, leave a comment down below or email me at thebluesky-lounge at gmail.com. We're also on most social media platforms by searching the Blue Sky Lounge. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel. And if you do like the show, please feel free to spread the word. We would love you to share this episode with your friends on social media. And please also don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Now please note that this podcast is not affiliated with Disney in any way. This is a fan-run show with fan ideas and fan artwork and does not in any way represent any ideas that may or may not happen with Disney in the future. Now, thank you so much for joining me this week here on the Blue Sky Lounge. And remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of blue sky thinking you can do from your armchair. Thanks. Mm -hmm.